This is the Defenders Podcast on TV Podcast Industries, and we're exploring Marvel 616, Episode 3, Amazing Artisans. Welcome back, fellow Defenders. We are looking at Marvel 616, and we've moved on to Episode 3, Amazing Artisans. I am one of your hosts, John. I'm your other host, Derek. Uh, yeah, good to be back on 616. These, these ones you can kind of watch out of order, can't you? There's oh, no, de- yeah, definitely. No line through them, really. So. No, yeah. it, it's all separate um, documentary makers um, being asked to explore the, the Marvel universe mm-hmm. mainly through comics um, and and through you know their staple of marvel which is the comics but certainly um yeah you can watch these in any way you want to you can watch the whole series or you can just pop in and out of those few episodes that um maybe just pique your interest exactly. um and of course you know at this time this is being released on patreon uh, to begin with um, but certainly it's that, you know, current downtime between Christmas and New Year where mm-hmm. we, we don't really know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> is it spend more money on, on the sales? Uh-huh. Uh, is it just continue seeing family? Is it time for yourselves after, you know, that intense family period over Christmas? Uh-huh. And all kind of preparing for the new year. So maybe, uh, you know, you can sit back with those Christmas tree lights a twinkling um, and uh, watch a bit of Marvel 616 and listen to our very short bite-sized snippets uh, to kind of introduce this uh, anthology documentary series that's over on Disney+. And of course, that is all uh, leading up to our coverage of WandaVision in January 2021. And of course, there'll be a lot more Marvel shows on Disney Plus uh, in 2021. I think they were all supposed to come in 2020, but obviously... Things got delayed with the COVID, and they've you know, they've rejigged their their schedule mm-hmm. for yep. sure. We're really looking forward to getting back to WandaVision. We love Marvel over here on TV Podcast Industries. We had Defenders TV Podcast, as you know, where we covered all the Marvel Netflix shows and Agent Carter uh, over there uh, at all the Marvel movies. So we've had a bit of a year break um, out from Marvel movies and Marvel TV shows uh, for the most part. So uh, really looking forward to getting back into WandaVision on Disney Plus. And the big thing is that WandaVision is the first of the Disney Plus Marvel shows. And if they're looking to do similarly to what they did for uh, Star Wars with Mandalorian, which is an excellent show, kind of reshaping the universe into a TV show, that makes me really excited for what they're going to do with WandaVision, if they're yeah. going to do something similar. And, you know, that that's an interesting setup as a show. So looking forward to that. And certainly we know that WandaVision is a precursor to Doctor Strange Multiverse <laughs> of Madness. In so, madness, yeah, in yeah. the Multiverse of Madness. So there is a lot... Um, I suppose riding on one division. Yep. So and it makes you even more excited for it, John. Definitely, yeah. definitely. With all that Marvel content scheduled for 2021 and of course beyond, please head on over and subscribe to our podcast at tvpodcastindustries.com. We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can just search TV Podcast Industries on any good or evil podcast catcher of your 
choice. Yes. Um, I do want to say a big thank you to our Patreon supporters. That's why you're getting these episodes a little bit earlier than they're going out in our main feed. Thank you so much for your support throughout 2020. We know it's been a tough year for everybody. So uh, for you sticking with us for the whole of 2020 uh, has been wonderful. Thank you so much. So uh, this is a little gift, a little early, early gift to you to get these episodes early. John, let's get into our discussion about this episode. Um, the episode is called Amazing Artisans. I think this is the most personal, um, possibly with um, higher, further, faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but this certainly is a more intimate, personal tale, I, I think, here. All around two Spanish artists, mm-hmm. uh, Natasha Busto and Javier Garon, um, both working on uh, different Marvel characters. Natasha working on Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, mm-hmm. and Javier working on Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it it's really their journey into comic books and their involvement in in marvel and i i think it's a a really nice and cool slant for this episode which i think is very different um because it really shows how their own personal perspective and most definitely perseverance have impacted the art and stories of both miles morales and Mm -hmm. moon girl respectively from these two artists you know it looks about their their life experience that they've brought into their drawings. You know the the different perspectives that they have through their art. So you know, sort of broadly, Natasha talks about how you know she drew to escape reality mm-hmm. and to stop being bullied in, in school. Yep. Um, and uh, with Javier, he learned new ideas, perspectives. He he talks about having you know a keen interest in in comic books but it was, it was primarily like disney it was uh, mickey mouse it yeah. was donald duck um and yeah, i love i love when he's saying you know i can close my eyes and i can still draw donald duck from scratch even with my eyes yeah. closed you know and he just said when he was first introduced to marvel it was all these different cultures and heroes and different ideas and mm-hmm. perspectives that he so he 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 says he learnt um you know through comic books so some really nice um sort of personal perspectives here from yeah. from these two and of course you know how these different sensibilities from the two artists and um, from different countries other than the US you mm-hmm. know how they uh, put that into their creative control on the comics that that they work on you know a bit like from higher further faster it it, it's just you know taking a piece of themselves and putting it into the characters it's that mirror rather than a window yes um and again that's another broad theme here which i think is really uh really Mm -hmm. interesting for sure absolutely i kind of like the comparison between the two of them you know um a lot of people as they're growing up especially people that like to draw you know everybody that doodles uh, in their in regular class, whether in school or everybody that that actually is genuinely a, a really strong artist, a lot of people want to know how to break into comic books. And I love the kind of story between these two. It's kind of another inspirational story between these two different artists and how they got there. It really does come down to hard work, perseverance, definitely. And a bit of luck. You know, both of them had a little bit of luck that got them into the positions in there. And nobody can take that into account when it's going to happen. You know, um, Javier talks about the fact that he spent 10 years uh, working on comic books. And also, I love his version of of how he got there, which is basically once a week, every single week, he delivered a page to show that he had the perseverance and the talent necessary to be able to do something new every single week, regardless of having a job. 
uh, actually assigned to him. He'd draw the he'd draw the comic book page and send it off to a bunch of artists that he knew or a bunch of connections that he knew trying to get work doing this on a regular basis. You know, that kind of per- perseverance is what got him into this position. So. Yeah. And I mean, you know, he, 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 he talks about how he hired an agent and ultimately that agent wasn't working for him. Mm-hmm. And so he fired uh, his agent. And, you, you know, in both cases, both uh, Javier and Natasha, that element of luck, that being in the right place at the right time, because they'd put themselves there, to be honest, yeah. um, by persevering, by sending in their artwork. With Natasha, she drew um, f- the comic uh, Chernobyl, which looked at yes. the nuclear disaster, and that won an award. You know, it really harks back to Neela Magruder um, from the episode two mm-hmm. that... You know, she did her MFK online and won an award, and and suddenly the name got out there. Yeah. Um. But both of them were working two jobs. You know. Yes. Um. And I I think she suddenly then went into comic artistry uh, full time mm-hmm. after that. And with Javier, it was he was you know he had put himself out there, but was finally given a um a chance because an artist had become ill and they had 12 pages to do in nine days yes. and he was offered this and so he delivered those 12 pages in nine days and they talk about how the you know the yardstick is that you would do a page panel a day so yes, the, one the full day, yeah. one page a day effectively yeah. you know he, he he stepped up to that plate and then got in through that and so it, it, it's a really interesting thing and, and just how, you know, this focus that, you know, Marvel effectively has moved from being under one roof, i.e. the bullpen, to being multiple roofs across the world and with these these different perspectives. So I think this episode, Amazing Artisans, and episode two has some of the most connectivity, mm-hmm. but looking at it from... In this case, the artistry side of it as yeah. opposed to the writer side. Exactly. And um, I think the other nice thing about this is just the how they delve into the technicalities of their respective art. I love how they, they do this. I mean, both of them were looking to do architecture, which is really interesting. That was really interesting. Um, Natasha moved into fine art, but you see her taking pictures and videos of how she does facial expressions mm-hmm. and movement and poses in order to translate that into um, her artwork. It, it's this anatomical approach, knowing how the, the body uh, positions itself yeah. and the same then in a bit more of a technical way with Javier who had this um this anatomical program that he could move and it would create that kind of um baseline um structure for the body of Miles Morales on it mm-hmm. um, and there's another really good thing because both of them are Spanish. They yeah. don't live in New York. Obviously, they've been to New York, but mm-hmm. they don't live there. And I liked how they, you know, were using pictures and maps, all of this to really get um, and research New York City so that, you know, for Miles Morales, the the the, the peculiarities of, the, of Brooklyn uh, were really captured in his artwork. You know, so, mm-hmm. so the background was really captured so that you could identify that it was Brooklyn. And the same for um, the Lower East Side for Moon Girl. Right. Both these artists, you know, you really see them 
investigating and researching the areas that these two characters live in in New York. And yeah. I, I thought that was fascinating and um, to really to pull that out for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think it was kind of interesting seeing that it was almost a warts and all kind of idea. It's not, you know, it's still very inspiring and still, and still, um, showing that it's possible to get into comic books, but it wasn't saying it's an easy path, um, which I all. liked about the documentary. You know, they, they, I wish I'd written down the number I was saying. It's just before we started recording that I'd forgotten to write down one number that I thought was very important in here where they said something like they have uh, 3,500 active artists around the world who work for Marvel. So effectively, whenever a, a book needs to get uh, needs to get drawn, they pick out an artist to, to draw on that book. 3,500 people around the world that are that are drawing for their book and it's still a very difficult process yeah, to get in there sorry so drawing for marvel excuse me um but it's still a very difficult process to get onto their records to be able to become an artist for marvel it didn't feel like this was a story where javier for example was going this is really easy all you have to do is draw like me and showing you how he drew and he just won the position because unlike pretty much every other job out there there is this this piece of luck that needs to happen to you and i i kind of love the inspirational side of it when he was saying i worked for 10 years at this yeah it could have come after the first month it could have come right at the end of that 10 years i was working to make sure it happened in every way possible and eventually he got there yeah absolutely i think that was the real shock actually because you're watching the documentary and you you actually aren't aware of the time scale that Javier has, has, is talking about. And yeah. then he mentions 10 years. You're like going, Oh, wow. You know, and yeah. I think it, it's interesting that both of them, again, come from this architectural, um, mm. sort of background. At least that's what they were looking to do. Yeah. Um, and it moved them into art and, and so on. But that, I suppose the structure of architecture as the bedrock for the panel that they create. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, there's a great moment where he says, you know, this page to these drawing and there's actually, there's a Z line moving through it. You know, that kind of, that aspect of drawing the piece of art mm. for, um, a number of panels on a page in a comic book was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Did Natasha work for a PR company, a marketing um, yeah. agency as well for a while? Yeah. Um, just to kind of be able to get her work published in some sense. But I, I kind of love that contrast for her in her story and, and what's going on where, as you mentioned, she did this book called Chernobyl and she said it was just really, really tough to do because of the type of things she needed to, uh, she was doing in the book. The story itself is a very dark story, obviously very sad human story. And now she's on Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I love that contrast between the two. You're kind of going, uh, unlike, you know, an actor who acts in a very dark uh, TV show or movie, then they get offered dark parts yeah. forever. Whereas somebody saw something in her that said, um, this is, this is a, the right person to draw our Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur book from her work on Chernobyl. <laughs> it seems like, it seems like completely at odds with each other, but she is a great artist. So you yeah. can kind of pick out, I'm sure she's done loads of portfolio stuff apart from just that book, of course. But, uh, but I do like that the big contrast between her two big successes, I suppose, are Chernobyl and, uh, and the Moon Girl. Well, that's <laughs> it. I think the other, like, there's a nice little contrast between the two, um, you know, Javier seems very structured. You know, he's got his routine mm. down to a T as to what he does each day, you know, going to the gym, doing his yoga, uh, working in the morning, uh, taking some time out to do other things and then working through into the evening. Um, very structured. And Natasha, she's like much more free form where she says herself, um, 
it's slow to get going, but then after that, I will work till three in the morning yeah. to to get meet the deadline. They both meet their deadlines in very different ways Absolutely. and working styles, which was really really good. So yeah, I mean for me that this is absolutely. Um, a, a little gem because I think of how personal that they take it. And I think like mm-hmm. you said, you know, it's a, it really does illustrate, pardon the pun, the, the tough gig that is <laughs> becoming an artist in, you know, a big established, uh, comic publisher mm-hmm. like Marvel. Um, there is a great line that I think the editor of Mars Morales, um, at the moment talks about how, um, you know, comic creation is or is an arranged marriage. You have the writer, the editor, the artist, the penciler, all, mm-hmm. all these, the inker. And sometimes you hit gold in that collaboration. Yeah. And that yeah. can be within the bullpen or more increasingly now, um, across different countries, yeah. uh, working to this deadline. And I, I thought that was a really interesting, um, slant to this you know not only is it a tough gig but even when you get in there in a sense the collaboration which is arranged and people put together um there's some element of chance in that as well absolutely and it's really interesting i did was lucky enough to do an interview with charlie adlard the artist for the walking dead pretty much for most of the the book he was the the main artist on it working with robert kirkman um and it was it was kind of pretty clear about the differentiation between comic books and other mediums. He he said to us that um that comic books as a form are a fifty fifty collaboration between the writer and the artist. If you don't have a good artist on a book, then it will never be seen by anybody. Nobody nobody wants to read a book with bad art. And if you have really bad writing on a book, people will look at the pictures and then toss it in a bin. It's not it's not for them. You need to collaborate. They need, they need to be completely on the same page and deliver the kind of art style for the writer uh, and the writer needs to deliver the writing in a, in the way uh, that that the artist needs to see it and and to develop their project so i thought that was kind of that was put out there in one of the quotes from uh, one of the one of the writers where he was saying that your first audience for your writing is the artist that you're writing to because you're writing the whole story so that they can picture it in their minds and they can transfer that visualization to the audience effectively. So you're not writing directly to your audience, you're writing to your artist who will transfer what you're trying to say to your audience. So uh, so as, as comic books as a medium, they are very different to just writing a book where you're almost writing directly to your audience or writing a movie where you're you know, looking at the you look at the yeah, and, and the creative control. I think one of the things that came out here that you know, artist has most of the creative control when they're taking that writer. You know, at different stages, they have more control, and it's mm-hmm. that they are interpreting that writing to deliver something, but adding something of their self. Yeah. You know, it's like you know how you show uh, pain or happiness or action or fun, and and adding that that. You know, the writer gets blown away, as you say, and and that spurs them on to be able to push the characters in in other directions. So this is a really interesting um, episode from the Marvel 616 series, and I definitely uh, recommend uh, this as well. Yeah, yeah, really interesting. So far, I'm recommending everything. I know, I know, really good, uh, really good. Uh, thing to watch over this period during the uh, during the holiday period uh, for us when we have a lot less to do we can't go out to the shops and do uh, do sales because they've all been cancelled in Ireland we can't go and see family because we've 
already seen our allocation of family. <laughs> so uh, this is a fun one to, yeah, to cover this. Definitely, period. definitely. Uh, thanks so much for joining us for this uh, discussion about episode three. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, fellow defenders. Remember, you can support us any way uh, you want to. You can subscribe to our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash TV podcast industries, or you can review us, subscribe, share, leave a review on any podcast catcher of your choice Mm -hmm. and just search tv podcast industries we will be back in the world of marvel tv with marvel 616 for episode four lost and found yeah we hope you're enjoying this thanks so much for joining us for this one uh something really different about doing a documentary series about marvel yeah there really is um and it it adds a nice little slant to reading a lot of comics each month and so really good to to delve into marvel 616 thanks so much fellow defenders for joining us as always it is a pleasure chatting with you remember keep watching keep listening and keep defending bye bye <laughs>